Welcome to the Augusta Golf Show podcast. Now, here's John Patrick. Charlie Reimer, a host of the Charlie Reimer Show that airs on ESPN. Charlie is also uh, an ambassador for the folks in Myrtle Beach and working up at Macklemore. And if you don't know about Macklemore, we'll talk a little bit about that. Charlie, Charlie's been on a bit of a journey the last year or so. It's a pleasure. It really is a pleasure to welcome Charlie Reimer back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Charlie? John, I am doing great. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, and I appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, you have not been on the show for a while, and there is a reason for that. And and you're probably tired of talking about it. You've had some health issues. Tell us, <laughs> let's go through as much as much as you're comfortable going through. Tell, tell the listener sure. what's been going on. Well, I, I've been dealing with colon cancer, and um, it, it hasn't been fun. I'll, you know, I'll just tell you that. Uh, you know, straight up, I've had uh, one major surgery, one surgery that was uh, a little less major, but not much fun. And and I've been dealing with the chemo, and I've had some uh, great docs. I had a major surgery over in in, in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and then I got my uh, chemo treatment down at, at MD Anderson, and uh, uh, just some amazing docs. Uh, very fortunate to have uh, a doctor by the name of Scott Kopetz, who is. Uh, Truly, truly one of the top oncologists in the world. And, and um, you know, when you go to MD Anderson, um, you know, you really don't have an idea of what you're dealing with, even though I'd had a surgery and I knew I had cancer, stage three colon cancer. And, and uh, they sort of throw out all the tests that you bring and images that you bring and they do their own. And, and uh, I was really um, blessed, John, to, to find out once I got down there that, you know, what I got was early, uh, and they do all of this testing on the cancer cells, and, and what I had was very treatable and and uh, sort of, you know, right right down the middle of the fairway. And when you're dealing with the best in the world, you don't negotiate with them. You do exactly what they tell you to do, and, and, and uh, that's what I've done. And, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've got a great outcome from it. I'm cancer-free now. I'm under surveillance for a while. In fact, I'll go down there. Uh, next week for a full full body scan. So every three months, I either have a really sophisticated blood test or a body scan, and and I'll uh, do that for about three years. And, and the idea is, if if it does come back, uh, which it won't, I'm not going to allow it to come back. But if it does come back, we'll we'll have caught it very early, and we just proceed from there. But uh, it's it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it it's been quite an adventure, and. You know, while what I went through on the the scale of of, of medical hardship uh, was a lot less than what I have seen a lot of people dealing with, it it it, it still was it still was tough at times, and makes you sort of reflect and you know think about what's important and who's important, and and uh, so for me, I you know, reevaluated a lot of aspects of my life, and we've made some changes and. And, and, uh, you know, all, all of that's good. Probably some things I should have done anyway, you know, just spending more time, uh, with, with, with family and friends and people that I love and love me rather than jousting, uh, after windmills, you know, all across the world. So that's good. And then, and then the big thing too is to just realizing, um, how blessed that I am that I had a fairly simple case, uh, because they caught it early. And, and, and so I'm looking at, uh, that uh, starting a charity that that involves um, uh, basically awareness, in particular for men, uh, uh, I'm, I'm convinced that because 
I, I got my colonoscopy um, as as I should have the time I should have. They caught it early and they were able to cure me. And 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 uh, you know, so many men don't want to go in and and get that test. And and um, you know, that's just not smart. You know, us men, we can be dumbasses. And you know, skipping a you know a cancer screening that's going to change your life that really isn't a big deal um, is is just not that smart. And and. Uh, so that's that's sort of my messaging. So I'm really happy to you know to share the story. And, and in fact, last time I was uh, with my oncologist out in Houston, I said, let me get this straight. I, I did the testing as scheduled. Um, you guys caught it early because of that. You got a really deep and wide toolbox to treat me. And and if I hadn't have gotten it early, two, three, four years down the road, when I was getting symptoms and 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 and, and maybe hurting a little bit or blood in the bowl or something like that. Then, then it might have been too late for me. And he said, "Absolutely right." And I said, "Well, Doc, that that's some marching orders, you know, that I'm taking from here to to put out through the the channels that are available to me to, you know, all the and, and females too. But but basic basically, men are just, you know, they're just, uh, you know, I don't want anything stuck up my butt, you know. Well, that attitude will get you killed. And and uh, uh, so, you know, for the folks that are listening, get get your colonoscopy scheduled. Uh, you know, when the docs say you need to do it. Because it will save your life. It most definitely will save mine. You know, Charlie, I was, I was, true spirit of full disclosure, I was late getting my first one. And I've gone on the radio since that and said, and now I'm on a three-year plan. Um, I, yeah. It's the easiest. There couldn't be an easier procedure. You're asleep. No. You know? No. You're asleep. It's no big deal. Um, now, the only thing I will tell people is, is uh, go ahead and try and get that first appointment you know, for the colonoscopy, because that gives you your best chance of having a clean pipe. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> in yeah. afternoon, you know, if you're getting scheduled, you know, you might not have a clean pipe they're using on you. So uh, that's yeah. the, the, the funniest thing. The only funny thing that I've gotten this whole cancer story, uh, that that and, and uh, the surgery I had, they, they ended up taking about a foot of my colon out. And I wanted to take it home with me. I'm like, it's, you know, it's my colon. <laughs> what, what are you guys doing with it? Nobody can tell me. I'm like, well, we got a lot of feral cats running around here in South Carolina. I don't want feral cats running around with a foot foot of my coal. I'm gonna take it home and put it in a pickle jar. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the nurses and the doctors didn't think that was very funny. But I'm like, I cut that thing up into calamari rings. I, I live, you know, on a river. I can, you know, run run that colon on a, you know, a trot line. I can catch catfish all summer, you know, because they didn't come in off the hook. And of course, nobody laughed. But my wife didn't even laugh. But uh, you know, when you're going through something where they're sticking tubes and needles in you and places where, you know, you didn't imagine they could put them, you got to find some humor in it somewhere. Those Absolutely. are the only two instances I've found of it in the last year, I can tell you. What Was there was there any history in your family? Uh, no. Uh, most of my family killed their liver at a pretty young age. Didn't live long enough to get uh, any kind of cancer. So uh, that's why I'm careful with the alcohol, too. But... Uh, uh, no, we really haven't had any family history. Um, and you know, the thing is, 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 uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm heavier than I need to be. And I, and I sort of thought, well, you know, it's, it's diet related and, you know, I got colon cancer cause I'm, I'm fat. Well, you go out to MD Anderson and you look around, you know, and it's sort of divided into departments. That place is as big as the Atlanta airport. And, and, um, you know, here, here's, here's what I discovered about cancer is, 
you know, I'm in the waiting room and, and, you know, there's, there's people my size, there's skinny people, you know, there, there's dark skinned people, there's light skinned people, there's Christians, there's Jews, there's Muslims, there's Republicans, there's Democrat, there's Georgia fans, there's Clemson fans. I mean, it, it is totally indiscriminate, you know, especially when you, when you start looking at, you know, the childhood cancers, you know, cancer, it, it comes for everybody. Now, I mean, obviously there's certain things you can do to mitigate, you know, you know, around the edges, you, you know, with, with, with sensible diet and exercise and, and, you know, avoiding smoking and all of that. But, um, you know, even beyond that, I mean, it gets people that do everything perfectly and, and, uh, it, it, it is indiscriminate. Um, you know, I don't know, but in, and doing a little bit of research and I didn't do a lot cause it scared me. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I'm like, listen, I'm going to the best place in the world, MD Anderson, get treatment. I've got one of the best docs. I don't need, I don't need to do research. I just need to do what they tell me to do. And the research for me is just, is just scary because it's so, so much of it is negative and so much of it is wrong. Uh, you know, stuff that you look up on the internet, but, but it, it's, um, uh, cancer is brutal. And, and, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, in fact, that's one of the things that, that led me to look at, at starting a, uh, a, a charity. I mean, I, I was very fortunate to, to have great insurance. You don't know whether you have great insurance, you know, until you find out, you, you know, the hard way. Um, and and fortunate to have the resources so I can travel back and forth to Houston. And and uh, you, you know, I know how blessed I am to have that because a lot of people don't. And and I would see people going through treatment, and they're by themselves. And and I and I saw quite a few people break down emotionally. I mean, it, cancer takes a toll on you. You know every every aspect of your life. You know there's there's people that go through it and they you know they it's a financial wreck. They lose relationships. They you know they're having to go in for treatment by themselves. And I was actually having a conversation with Paul Azinger, who is a cancer survivor, and he's he said, you know what, nobody should have to go uh, get treatment for cancer by themselves. I, I was very fortunate. My wife's an RN and she always goes with me, and it's unbelievable how much that helps. And and so that was sort of what started the idea of a, of a charity we're getting going called called uh, chemo caddy and and uh, among other things if folks are interested in, in having somebody accompany them when they go and 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 uh, get some treatment we're hoping to be able to provide that but it, it's uh it's the real deal it's it's big and mean and scary and and uh uh you know there's it's 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 you know it hurts at times but um, you know, if you follow what they tell you, it gives you your best chance to, to put it behind you. And, and, uh, um, it, it's, it's a tough thing to go through though. Well, I, I've, it's great to hear your voice. I'm, I, you sound much better. You sound, you sound great, but tell me, tell me about, tell me, uh, tell me about Macklemore, the, the work you're doing with the folks at Macklemore and, and explain Macklemore sure. to people who may not know. Yeah. So um, I'm originally uh, from East Tennessee, just a little north of Chattanooga, is where I was born, and and I uh, have a lot of friends and family in the area, and and that's where I first started playing golf, and and uh, we moved uh, over to South Carolina at a at a, at a pretty young age, and and uh, uh, grew up competing in, in uh, golf tournaments there, and and uh, uh, but. Th- the Chattanooga area was always home base for me. Um, you know, a lot of times in the summer and holidays and that sort of stuff because the family was there. And so about three years ago through, uh, actually a family contact, I had a chance to come up and, and look at Macklemore and, 
And uh, it's on Lookout Mountain, which is just a little south of Chattanooga. We're about 40 minutes south of downtown Chattanooga. And and the mountain runs about 40 miles north to south, right along the the Alabama-Tennessee line. The northern part of it is actually in Tennessee. The eastern part is 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 Georgia and the western part is Alabama and and uh I'd been by the mountain a million times I, as a kid I'd go up to Rock City and Ruby Falls and, and a lot of folks have you know heard of those places and but I had no idea it was 40 miles of mountain up here and and uh got asked to come up and look at it and, and it was a, a really cool golf course it had been an existing golf course that, that had struggled but uh, a group bought it and had uh, uh Bill Bergen who's a super hot architect right now. And then Reese Jones, who's been around forever, redo the golf course. And the first day I saw it, the, um, the golf course was actually above the clouds and, and the, the valley below is about 1200 feet uh, below down to the valley bottom. And, and it was filled up with looked like cream in a bowl. And, uh, you know, we're in full sunshine above. And I, I just fell in love with it. And, and uh, they, they asked me to have an association, and it, and it sort of started as, as basically uh, I was going to be an ambassador, and 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 that was fine. And and I started sitting in on more and more board meetings. And after about two years, they they asked me to to, to come on board and get involved in in, in operations. And uh, so they hired me as executive vice president of Macklemore. And in the meantime, we're we're adding about a all right at a two hundred million dollar hotel uh, that's about ten months from being complete and we've got a new golf course that's under construction now called uh, the outpost and uh it, it's absolutely spectacular uh, uh reese jones and bill bergen are also doing that and and uh our existing courses is a top 100 golf course that you can play according to golf digest and a few other publications and and our new course i feel very confident that it's going to be a top 40 so what we're building here is you know essentially a world-class golf destination on top of a magnificent mountain that'll have uh, uh, a wonderful hotel and and uh, we've got a lot of residents as well and 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 uh, private housing and some of the housing is, is actually available for for uh, uh, stay and play uh, but uh, we'll we'll have two uh, top 100 golf courses on this beautiful mountain and, and so it's fun to fun to be a part of that. You know, I told you before we went on the air that uh, we made a boys' trip last year to a golf course, mm-hmm. little nine-hole golf course outside Chattanooga there in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Sweetens Cove. And then we came up to Macklemore and played. It's spectacular. It is just yeah. spectacular. I love I love resort beach golf, but there's nothing, nothing like mountain golf. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's, uh, I sort of get the best of both worlds, uh, John. I, I'm fortunate to be able to, to represent um, – Right at 75 golf courses in, in Myrtle Beach, and, and I have a residence there, and, and then I have a residence here on uh, on property at Macklemore, and it's always sort of, really been a dream of mine to have a place at the beach and a place at the mountain, and, and uh, it took me 55 years to pull it off, but, but I finally pulled it off, and and uh, the, the work that I do in both places, I really enjoy great folks in, in both places, and, and um uh, I I actually feel like I'm on vacation uh, <laughs> wherever I am, so that's a pr- pretty nice feeling to have, and and uh, very very fortunate, blessed to to be able to have an association with Macklemore and, and then also promote the great golf down at the beach, and and uh, so it, it's in fact I'm traveling I'm at Macklemore right now. I'm gonna travel next three or four days down down to the beach. I can't wait to get down there. When I'm down there, I can't wait can't wait to get back up here. So it, it, it's it's. Uh, 
Uh, it, it, it really is a dream come true to be able to pull that off. Your your highfalutin gig there at Macklemore does not require a shirt and tie, does it? Uh, no, just a shirt. It's a nice it's a nice place up here, though. I mean, you got to keep your shirt on when you play golf. <laughs> uh, just, just around the clubhouse, not actually out on the golf course. Yeah, well, there, so, you know, we're pretty high class. There's yeah. a glowing endorsement <laughs> there. He is Charlie Reimer. Um, boy, I, 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 you know, I've wanted to do this for a while and I appreciate your patience and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really am. I'm happy to hear your voice. You sound good. Charlie, thank well, you. I, I appreciate it. Thanks. So do you, John. Always, always great catching up with you.